Welcome, and thank you for tuning in. I'm Jenna Wilmers. And I'm Fran Malfer. We're your ember igniters. We nurture the embers of a diminished fire, empowering individuals to ignite and activate their passion to carry out their God-given life assignment. Welcome back to our Ember Igniters podcast with Sparklight Ministry. I'm Jenna, and this is my lovely co-host, Fran. And today, we just have such a great message that the Lord has shared with us, and we are just very, very excited to share it with you and everything that has happened along the way with us since the last time uh, we spoke to you. So let's just dive in, huh? I think so. Let's go. I want to welcome you too and say I'm just as excited as Jenna about what we're going to talk about today. (laughs) So today uh, we want to know if you had written down your 10 things that we suggested that you do from our last episode uh, regarding your goals and everything like that. And we just want to say congratulations because that is a big thing to change your mindset to say, hey, I am going to do something different with my life um, and the direction that I'm going. Mm -hmm. We both speak from experience that it can be very hard. And we want you to know that as soon as you make that decision to change your mindset and do something differently, unfortunately, you become a target of the enemy. That's right. And even though you become a target of the enemy, it doesn't mean that you can't overcome it. And throughout this podcast and um, on our future journey, we will continue to share with you how we learn to overcome, how we learn to put the enemy back on the back burner where he should be, Um, because it is a journey. It's not just something that's going to change overnight, like we all want it to. We all consider things uh, to be almost an instantaneous. Well, we live in a world where we're very used to sort of the quick, the now, the immediate. And um, so sometimes our expectations are a little too high. Right. And I think that having high expectations is, it's not a bad thing, but when it comes to instantaneousness, especially with your journey, uh, you have to look at it more as if you're growing, like from being born to uh, whatever your path is in life. You don't just go from being born to being 80 overnight. And so we want you to look at that um, kind of like it's a marathon, not a sprint. Really, um, I love what you're saying about this because we do have to recognize early into um, our journey What are the obstacles? Um, How do we overcome them? How do we set the goals? What is the scripture going to do for us as well? So getting to your 10 top things, I know was really hard for me. And um, we're going to talk a little more about that. Yeah, it was really hard for me too. I remember writing the things down and kind of wondering, okay, is this really God telling me that? He wants me to do these things or is it me telling me that I want to do these things 
and I really remember focusing a lot of time on trying to understand if it was really God or if it was me and I remember challenging him a couple times to say, well, if it's you, then tell me multiple times or tell me in this way. And sometimes that can be good and sometimes that's not so great because uh, you don't want to challenge God. But um, because I'm still new on the journey as well, I really, really wanted to be certain. I really wanted to be um, just, I don't know what the right word I'm looking for, but just like 100% sure that this was the direction I was being moved because there was a lot of things that he was showing me that was going to take faith. Yeah. And one of those things was starting this podcast. Well, as you we've talked about how there is this age difference between both Jenna and I, and that even as she's at making those kinds of thoughts and questions before the Lord earlier in her life, I'm more towards the um, winter season of my life, and that too can um, cause you to doubt whether or not you have the longevity to do whatever it is that God's asking you. So those are challenges that you, regardless of what age group you're in or what your circumstances are, those are normal things for you to feel. Yeah. The other really cool thing that we learned together, uh, which was really awesome, is, uh, and I'll read it here too, it says, in James 1, 5, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. In other words, if you don't know what to do, or you don't know where you're going, or you don't know if it's really him, if you sit down and pray, and say, okay, Lord, we would like the answer to this question. When we did that, he immediately dropped the answer That's into right. our laps. Mm -hmm. And not only did he drop just a little nugget, I mean, he dropped the whole thing. And then we prayed separately. But then when we started to talk about what happened, we both could see that immediately it was an explosion of just how much he blessed us with where we were kind of just sitting there in awe going really how cool is this well if i don't if you don't mind yeah um one of the things that you were just saying kind of made me realize something um you can't do this journey by yourself um, when Jenna said that we were both um, working through it, it's good to have an accountability partner mm -hmm. or someone who um, you might have within your sphere of influence that you believe could mentor you along the way as well because there's a sort of power of affirmation that happens when two people are praying and we start to, uh, to listen and before we know it, we're saying, I heard that same thing, but mm -hmm. only in a different way. And so God uses that in an incredible ways to affirm for mm -hmm. us the decisions that we're making or to sort of say, whoa, be a little more patient. There's more coming for you that I have. And that's what we experience. So sometimes it doesn't come immediate Correct. like it did with us. Um, Sometimes it takes weeks, and we also have experienced that. Yes. Uh, I, I've just really been in the last couple of weeks through um, a trial, and we've been waiting. And I'm so glad to be here today. Yes. 
as a result. We're so glad to have yeah. you here. Thank <laughs> you. Uh-huh. So now we need to ask you, are you ready? Yeah. You've laid out these 10 things. You now know how to ask God for wisdom and how he wants to guide you on this journey and where he might want you to go. And we know that it might seem scary that the enemy will attack you, but you have the supernatural power of Jesus and we can't get any bigger than that. Right. And his power is so much greater than anything. And when you experience it, you will see just how great it is. It's almost sometimes hard to put into words. I wanted to say, I, I, sorry, I got my words mixed up there. <laughs> I, I do want to, um, just say for our audience, if you haven't made that decision for Christ, um, we are talking a great deal about the fact that you have a power within you. There is an absolute truth to that, whether you have yet committed yourself to the uh, Word of God. Um, but this is maybe a good time for you to think, why are these two women talking the way that they are? And that's because we've recognized our own weaknesses. We've mm-hmm. seen our own efforts to solve problems not work for us. We've um, gone through different trials in our lives, and we came to understand that there was a creator of the universe who loved us, who made us specifically for him, and that um, there he made a way. When sin kind of came into our world, which is what we deal with, why Satan attacks us, he said, I am going to give you a way out. You don't have to be um, led by or guided by what the enemy is lying to you about or robbing from your life. Um, You have a way out, and that way is through the blood of Jesus Christ. So if you have not yet made that commitment, that's something you want to do. Please comment, and we will get um, a way. We will pray for you, and we will ask you to see if you can find someone who knows enough about God to lead you in that prayer because within you is what we're going to talk about. Yes. And again, when the enemy starts to come at you and wants to attack you, part of that's because he wants to keep you in the bondage that he currently has you in and or may have you in. Not everybody's in bondage, so I should kind of rephrase that. Uh, but yes, there are, we we experienced it. We didn't think that we were in bondage until we, we realized <laughs> Uh, and a couple of those times were he, the enemy wanted to keep us from starting. Yeah. Uh, there True. were many times where he tried to make things happen to where we couldn't start. Even this morning we experienced it, uh, working out, uh, technical issues to even be able to record this podcast. Uh, so it happens at sometimes at a moment's notice and you won't even realize it until it's over and you're looking back and going, Oh, but the more that you face this, the more that you go through this, the more vigilant you'll become to his attack. And then you can do what we did this morning where we immediately stopped what we were Mm -hmm. doing and started to pray and then, you know, ultimately have victory. Uh, I would say, too, prayer is a weapon in the war for where. Oh, I'm so sorry. This is the warfare that we're going to experience. Um, As soon as you call upon uh, the Father or Jesus or the Holy Spirit, 
the enemy starts to get nervous and quake. Um, that's, that's something we've been learning in the Word of God. And so what Jenna's going to talk about a little bit further, and me too, is um, so what happens when we do that and how do we move past it? Because we're experiencing it with you. Yes. Uh, that's why we are so excited that God's given us an opportunity to share our lives with you uh, and what he's teaching us. Yes. So we want you to have, uh, we've kind of gathered, a, compiled a list today of uh, five signs that you might be experiencing spiritual warfare from right. the enemy. And the first one is troubles and trials and losses come out of nowhere. I mean, we just expressed, or we just expressed what happened this morning. Um, and our very own Fran has been through quite a journey over the past couple months. You want to give us kind of a yeah. Um, so I have been going through my life and excited about what God was leading me into. And um, I had recently, last just the end of last year, had been through a rotator cuff surgery on my shoulder and had gone through all the physical therapy and was really at a point where they were like, wow, you're doing great. You're getting a lot of motion and mobility in your arm. And uh, now let's try doing a little what they call resistance training. And so that got a little harder. Then the muscles had to work in a different way. And the first time they did that, I was like, wow, that was really hard. But the second time I did it, I woke up the next morning and I had this intense, very hard to explain, intense pain within the back of my skull. And um, so I was just like, oh, you know, those are the muscles that are just being retrained through resistance. And I kind of let it go. And then about a week went by and I recognized that people were noticing on my countenance, uh, that's what the Word of God says, or they could see on my face, something was wrong. And um, so my employer actually said, you don't look like you're feeling well. And I said, no, I'm actually struggling with some pain. And he said, well, go home. So I went home, but the next morning I checked myself into an emergency area, got some help, and then went back home. Um, however, my friend Jenna came to visit, and she just looked at me, and uh, she said, "What what's going on with you? And I said, honestly, I can't move my body in any direction. I can blink, but if I turn my head or do anything, I have this incredible excruciating pain that is shooting down from my head, through my arms, shoulder blade, into my back, and they were like the best I can describe spasms. So she took me to a different emergency area. They uh, determined some things, sent me home with medication. But I want you to know um, that I could not hardly walk. Um, I was unable every morning to lift my head off of my pillow. And um, all of that to say, I wondered why? And um, because I have had a long journey with Christ, I said, I don't know why. And people came and prayed with me and anointed me with oil. And it took a very long time. I am still in therapy. Uh, I am much better. I still feel the pain that's going on. But what I'm learning is 
God has a purpose. Absolutely. And it's easy to just be in the pain. Um, whereas if you focus, whatever it is in life, if you lift, the Bible says, lift your eyes up unto the Lord, that's where your help is going to come from. And that's what we've done, and I'm happy to be here today. This is awesome. Right. The other thing with troubles, trials, and tribulations coming out of nowhere is we often think as a society uh, and a people that uh, that to me it's kind of that ugly rule of three, and right. we we say, oh well, everything happens in three, so something else is gonna happen. And again, that goes back to your words are so powerful, and. Right at that time when you say that, you're actually challenging the enemy to That's come right. at you with another thing. And we just want to remind you to not do that. Don't say that. If you think something like that, keep it to yourself. Don't speak it out so that he can hear it. Uh, don't challenge him because it will happen. And we all know it's true. We've all seen it happen. We've all done it to ourselves a time or two, I'm sure. Um, but just learn from our experience because we don't want you to go through that. I mean, honestly, you might be listening to us right now and saying, oh, that's all fine for you two to say, you know, you're, you're doing a podcast. Well, like we said, starting out, this was not something that we really ever dreamed of, No. but we started to say yes to God and no to the enemy. And so what Jenna just said is really true. You almost, um, inadvertently place curses upon yourself. And I and the word of God has something to say about that. Yes. So the second uh, indicator that you are going through a spiritual warfare is sudden physical illness. And as we already talked, our uh, friend Fran here, you know, went through a really trying time um, for really about a couple months. Yes. And uh, it was. It came out of left field. Was very uh, surprising to both of us. Uh, but the best part was going back to the vigilance. We knew. We knew what the enemy was doing. Yeah. Uh, he wanted to make sure that he tried to uh, steal, kill, and destroy our joy when it came to uh, the launch of our first podcast, mm -hmm. uh, the recording of this podcast. Uh, the launch of our second podcast, he, he really tried to take that away from us. And because we were vigilant, we were able to knock him down with that. Amen. And that was, to us, such a great feeling of victory. And uh, we definitely want to celebrate that today. Um, the third indicator that you're going through spiritual warfare is increased temptation. And that has been... Mm something that we both have really experienced. Um, I know for me, even through this last, uh, these last couple months, uh, there was a lot of temptation to uh, think negatively about the situation. Uh, there were many times where the thought would come over me of, oh, she's not putting enough time and effort into this. And that is the farthest from the truth. I mean, first off, your best friend is sick. Um, and second off, it's not really how I felt. Uh, I really just, I wanted her to get better. Right. I, I wanted the best for her. 
Um, there were even times where the thought came over to me that I might have to go on by myself. And I wasn't ready for that. I don't yeah. want that. Yeah. <laughs> we're a package deal, unfortunately, <laughs> whether you all like it or not. Um, but there were many thoughts that came over me that I was able to then turn around and say, no, my thoughts are under the power of Christ and yeah. I will make them captive to Christ in everything that I do. And immediately when I would do that, they would leave. And that's how I knew it was a sign from the enemy trying to uh, come over me. And he will even lure you to sin sometimes. Yeah. Um, again, we just want you to have these signs of spiritual warfare because they are true. We, we've lived them. We've walked them. And, and we still are. Yes, we still are. And we still will. We know that the enemy is going to try to attack us more and more. Um, but as we get stronger in the Lord, the less and less he's going to have any control over us or being, um, yeah, you know, I, I love what you're saying about the temptation side of things, because, um, I'm going to be really transparent with you and give you a, a very condensed, um, portion of my life where sin held me captive. So um, long story short is from a very early on age, um, I would go to sleep at night and I did not know back then much about um, evil spirits. So these spirits would come and, and uh, talk to me and they were sexual in nature. Now I'm talking about I'm maybe um, five to six years old. I don't know what that all means. I, I couldn't ascertain anything, but this spirit never left me. And throughout my life, those things became harder and harder. I would spend many nights, like wake up at 3 a.m. in the morning and just be battling in prayer and battling in prayer. And um, it took a lot of years because I never told anybody. Nobody could join me in the fight. And so, and I, I was like, this is embarrassing. I, how do you tell somebody that your thoughts are that dark, that the evil one comes at you with sexual pictures, with sexual thoughts, that you're like, no, 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 I don't want this. And this today plays out much more in reality through things like pornography, yeah. where you can actually see things, uh, mm -hmm. the pedophiles that we, we hear about. Uh, these are real um, things that Satan loves to do in our life. Mm -hmm. But by the grace of God, um, uh, I was able to obtain freedom. Um, I had some people pray over me, and it took a, the Holy Spirit to move in me, and I was able to expel that demon from my life and share it with my sons who were now teenagers and also experimenting and had a young daughter and I, I wanted them to know this is what the enemy will do for you you know he will tempt you whatever your weakness is wherever it is and you have the absolute power by bringing it what the bible says is bring it into the light mm -hmm. in other words bring it out don't be ashamed seek help and help is available to you right and that brings us to our fourth point of how you know you'll, you're under spiritual warfare 
And that is you will have feelings of darkness, despair, and fear. And the thing, those attacks will rise in intensity, uh, just like we've kind of explained to you uh, what we've gone through, where uh, in the beginning it was more, uh, our attacks were more in our thought life of, yeah. oh, we can't do this, or are you sure, <laughs> or we're starting a podcast, really? <laughs> Uh, it was more in the thought life and then it's kind of trickled into the family life. Uh, I know for me, it's attacked me, uh, in the family, uh, relationships and interactions, yeah. uh, where we kind of just seem to be more annoyed with one another. Um, which is really hard because I'm not annoyed. I'm not annoyed with my husband or my son. Uh, but you know, sometimes the responses come back, uh, kind of snippy and I just I know that it's the enemy trying to invoke me to sin by getting angry or an argument and so that's also really another hard journey to learn how to control yourself uh, learn how to control the things that you say mm -hmm. uh, because it really can cause more harm than than good and in the word, it says that the power of life and death is in the tongue. That's and right. the enemy has tried to invoke me many times to use my tongue to uh, cut people down. And it's taken me a long time to overcome that. Um, many people with anxiety deal with the thoughts of darkness and fear uh, each and every day because... Yeah. Uh, if you listen to our previous episodes, they uh, they don't have hope, and they don't have people around them giving them hope. And so we just want to say, think about what you're saying to, to people around you. You never know when you're going to be speaking life into them. Uh, you never know when something you say actually might not be speaking life into them. And so we just say be very cautious and intentional with your words. Um, let's see. Check our notes here. We want to tell them uh, we have a mentor that we follow, and he has a great saying about that. Do you want to share what um, he says? It's written in. He says, um, if the devil can't make you bad, he will make you busy. Yes, that's right. Craig Groeschel, one of our mentors, he's an amazing mentor that we have. And it is so true because how often do we catch ourselves scrolling through Facebook or watching hours of TV at night, not accomplishing anything, right? taking time away from our families because we're doing that. And that's time that you could be in the word, going after your dreams and goals, Amen. going after your future. Um, we have another mentor that says, uh, you know, you can make a decision to either watch everybody else enjoy their future while you sit on the couch and stand by. Right. <laughs> so that was kind of a kick it in the was, pants for it us. Is. <laughs> it is. When, when we heard that, I was just kind of like, wow. Yeah. Um, so our fifth point is confusion, guilt, or dulled spiritual awareness mm -hmm. and that that mm -hmm. comes on over time and really can sneak up on you if you're not careful yeah. um 
we lose the desire to pray and lean on God because uh, as the enemy comes in to attack, it turns into, well, you don't need him. You need me. And how often is it that you pray or you're invested in God or you're in the word when there's something that's going on in your life, but then when everything's going good, are you still connected that way? I think it happens a lot more than people think or realize. And I also think that people who do realize it, they know it's a problem and they know it's an issue, but they don't, or maybe they're not able to even make that decision to say, hey, I'm not going to allow that to continue to control me anymore because we're the ones that have the control. Really, that's so so incredibly true. We're being lied to mm-hmm. uh, all through society, through television, through social media, that there are other ways of doing things and you just need to follow a plan or do something this way, when in fact that's a lie that the enemy um, perpetuates within our society. So when we're when we're in those areas of darkness and we're just doing sort of what we call mind-numbing things because mm-hmm. we don't want to think anymore because we've been trying to rely on our own mm-hmm. strength. Mm-hmm. Um, we've not been told, many of us, even those of us who perhaps have um, grown up in a church environment uh, like myself, um, I'm very wired to be a problem solver. Mm. So what do you think the enemy is going to do? He's going to take that incredible gift that God gave to me, and he's going to keep me so busy trying to solve the problem myself instead of what's the first thing I should do? Is I should say, God, here's this problem. I know you know exactly what needs to happen. Would you? through your Holy Spirit within me, tell me, and then listen. That's another thing our society, I'm like, I'm I'm going, I'm going, I'm not listening. And even if I am listening, I'm like, oh, I already got a plan. Even if you're listening, are you hearing? Because that's the other, that's it, truly. And so you say, well, how do you know? which is what we spoke about earlier. How do you know when it's your voice versus God's voice? Well, I'm sorry to say I forgot to put my Bible on the table this morning, but the real way you will know is to dig into the Word of God. Mm -hmm. If you're a worker and you're a project manager, let's just say, and you've got a big project ahead of you, you're going to do your research, aren't you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean... Or you have a topic of something that your boss wants you to get up to speed on. You're going to go read books and you're going to go find There are shelves of books. And I'm not saying anything bad about books because I love to read books. But the one and only place that you can get true help from darkness is the Word of God. The Bible. That's right. All right. Well, now you know what to look for. We want to move on to... uh, The title of this message today is Sparking the Wrong Fires. And as we all know, there's many different types of fires. There's campfires, which are, you know, a controlled fire uh, where we make s'mores and they're Mm -hmm. warm. And we gather around them with our friends and family and they're 
They're a beautiful thing, right? But then you also have forest fires, which are not controlled. They're really so hot that you can't even get close to them, so you don't want to even gather around from them. Uh, we also run from them. Mm -hmm. We don't stay there and enjoy it because it's not a fun situation. Uh, it's destructive. Very destructive. Right. Um, they're out of control, and it consumes everything mm -hmm. that uh, comes into its path. And our lives are kind of like that, uh, with good fires and bad fires. Exactly. And a lot of the time, uh, we've lit forest fires in our life, and we don't even realize it. Right. Right. It's so very, very true, you know. Um, I was thinking about some of the things in my life, um, because, you know, I've, I've lived a pretty long life. I've raised children. I have eight grandchildren, which um, is so adorable. Um, they so are cute. <laughs> uh, I love them all. And uh, But I have thought about, you know, when did I ignite a wildfire? Mm -hmm. And um, it often was when I knew a direction to go in, and then I chose not to do it. So let me give you just a snippet. Uh, like all young girls uh, be in their late to early, late teens, very early 20s, we're looking for love. Mm -hmm. And we're looking for the man, you know, the guy who's going to fulfill all our dreams. And um, I thought I had that in a guy. We got so far as to um, decide that we were going to become engaged, and we were engaged. And so I was going happily along my life. I wouldn't say that we didn't have... Um, you know, what I'd call arguments, just like any normal couple would have. Uh, you're two different people trying to come together. But overall, I thought he loved me, and I loved him, and we were planning a future when one day he came and he said, um, I don't want to get married. Hmm. And um, that whole fire of intensity of putting all my as there's a saying, all your apples in one basket or all my love needs into one person was not where God wanted me to be. And he had to stop me. I couldn't do it. It, it was like a raging fire. I was in love. It was going to be everything to me. And that was my wildfire, which totally had to be taken care of. Yeah. Some of those other wildfires can be addiction to food. Yep. Do you, what some of us called uh, comfort food, where we look to food for comfort. Uh, and then that brings me to another point of looking in the wrong places. So mm -hmm. instead of looking for comfort with the Lord, you're looking for comfort through food or through your boyfriend at the time mm -hmm. or even your spouse where... Mm -hmm oh, he'll bring everything I need, uh, or he'll fulfill me. And that's not the case. The Lord fulfills you. That's right. And when you put that into other things or people, uh, you're kind of becoming uh, what we call chameleon, mm -hmm. where you tend to adapt to your situation and look for comfort in that situation. And again, you're not going to be fulfilled because the Lord wants you to look to, up to him right. to be fulfilled, not to linear to those around you or your surroundings. And sometimes that can be hard to decipher. 
sometimes it can be hard to learn. Uh, you might have to go through a couple, unfortunately, stumbling blocks with That's that right. in order to, to learn that. And the other is your self-worth. Uh, you want to make sure that um, don't put your self-worth into your job because that's not the same. The job that you do each and every day has nothing to do with how valuable you are that's right. uh, within your life. And unfortunately, a lot of people attach those two things together. And sometimes when we're tired of waiting on God to help move us in a direction, we like to start these fires. <laughs> and, uh, and they might start off small, but as you know, with a fire, you have the embers that are on the top and the sparks that can then just come down and start other fires. And then that's how you really start the forest fire, right? Right. And man-made fires typically tend to kind of, start as a big forest fire and all that, and then all of a sudden the rain comes and they will fizzle out. But when it's a fire that's set by God, it will continue to burn and burn in you and burn in everything that you do. Uh, it almost, I don't know, to us, like it just becomes like your way of life, at least mm -hmm. for me it did. I don't mm -hmm. know about you. but Absolutely. Uh I mean, especially on this journey, I just, ha I have this burning desire to keep going forward, to keep, uh, with the moving forward, I just want to see what's next. It's mm -hmm. like, wow, this is, this is amazing. And yeah, even though it's been a rough patch, we still have that burning desire of what's next and where are we going and what do you want to show us and what do you want to learn excuse me, what do you want us to learn? Mm -hmm. uh, because every journey is a learning curve and every journey is God's way of promoting you to the next level. And we didn't realize that until we started on this journey, yeah. really, <laughs> in true. our lives. <laughs> it's really, really true. You know, as you were talking, I was having this picture in my mind um, about... Uh, I don't know how many places some of you have traveled. Maybe many of you have not done much travel. But when you've gone out on a vacation, maybe to a beach or mountains or the desert or someplace, um, we always say, wasn't that a beautiful vista? Mm. You know, And that word vista is, isn't that a beautiful visionary look at things, right? And so you're looking around the corner for the, what's if this is so beautiful, what's the next thing? And really... Um, that's where our focus has to be, is on the vista of our lives. It's bigger than this exact moment, and on, the only one who knows that and can guide you, because often if you go through, I know I haven't been there to do the tour, but I've seen the Grand Canyon. Oh, oh my. But if you really want to get into it, you have to have a guided tour and a tour guide, and uh, they show you these incredible uh, mm -hmm. parts of the bigness of the Grand Canyon. And uh, so those are the kinds of things that we need to, to see. So starting the wrong fires is going to destroy that. You know, yeah. if you think of a forest fire, what's left? Right. And God-given fires, they last as long as we remain in Him. Um, 
it says in Isaiah 44, 15, which uh, from the John Maxwell uh, Bible, uh, perpetuating the wrong fires and the wrong thoughts is like fanning the wrong fires. Amen. And, you know, fanning can be something as simple as what my father-in-law kind of coined the term of doom scrolling. So in the morning, you know, you pick up your phone and you start scrolling away at the news and all it is is negative news. Uh, And so he calls it doom scrolling. That's fanning the wrong fire because where's your attention? It's not on Jesus. It's not on your family. It's not on those things that bring you joy and happiness in your life. It's on something that just really is kind of making you like a blob and just Mm -hmm. really existing instead of living your life and living your life uh, the way God intended it to be. We were all given a God-given life assignment and we were all given that assignment to carry out. And it's our job to find out what that assignment is and then to be obedient to it. Mm -hmm. And many of us take uh, time away from our families and stuff to exist instead of carrying out that God-given life assignment. And it's kind of a sad thing, but that's what our society has taught us. Uh, That's what our society pulls us into and tries to um, kind of almost shove down our throats a little bit with the well, media and the um, it's and it's the sort of media. the like I have I'm looking at the Joneses and they have this kind of house yeah. they have this kind of car they uh, have this kind of money and so that's what our worldview that's a worldview that we have and, and all around the world I've had the privilege of traveling to varying different countries. And there is what's called a worldview. It's often cultural. Mm-hmm. So in the United States, that's our culture. These are the things we were taught to, to educate, get degrees. From there, you'll get well-paying jobs. Those jobs are going to give you every happiness that you need. You can buy a house, get your car, raise your family, have your children. All of those things by themselves are good. But when what Jenna just said is when we get off focus... Mm-hmm from them uh that's a a wrong fire that we start it's we're fanning something that will never give us the fullness uh i had to joke a lot when i hit my 40s um and uh, my husband was a little older than me so he'd he'd already started this but we talk about the midlife crisis Mm -hmm. and what is it in essence it's the question of why am i here what am I doing? What have I done? Those kinds of things. That's a first indication in any place that you are, whatever you're, you're fanning your flame to right now, um, whether it's I need that drink or I need that next drug to get me going, these are the wrong fires. They're never going to satisfy you. They're never going to give you what you need. So when we say God-given life assignment, it's because he created you. And he has something for you. He sure does. All right, so we want to end with uh, giving you some kindling, as we always yeah. do, some food for thoughts and some questions we want you to kind of ponder over. And uh, the first one of those is we want you to take that top 10 list that uh, we had you do in the last episode 
and we want you to spend some time and pray over it and listen. It's really, it's an interesting thing that we learned (laughs) through this journey uh, because you're going to have to get to a place where you're quiet and there's no distractions around you. And we want you to just listen to what the Lord speaks to you uh, about those 10 things on your list. And then what we want you to do is we want you to come up with a way to build those into fires, so to speak. And how are you going to do that? Mm -hmm. And we want you to build your faith and be prepared to be able to do that so that it can be a God fire and not a man-made fire. The third thing that we want to know is... um, have you sparked the wrong thing in your life to become a fire or for a forest fire and identify those fires and work on putting them out? Because if you don't get ahead of those fires, if they're small, they will grow to be big, big fires. And as you know, it's harder to put out a forest fire than it is a campfire. And it takes a lot more time and effort and resources And because of that, the more time it has to be destructive. So I love that example because um, uh, I think most of you know that when there's a huge forest fire going on, they have this term starting a backfire. Yeah. Right? Which is they start a, a new fire in a particular place that when that wild one hits it, it, it's like it stops. So what Jenna's saying is review and say, what are the things that right now I really need to focus on and start that fire going to stop whatever is currently in your life in a way that allows you to see more clearly what the future is. So we're going to lead you in future episodes Mm -hmm. here of ways in which you can set goals to do that, varying other things. I hope you stay with us and um, keep going. But ask yourself these questions. Absolutely. Well, that's all for today. Uh, Like I said, we are so excited to be with you. Our next episode will come out on the second Wednesday of the month. You can find us on uh, Facebook and YouTube. And until we meet again, we want you to go out and set the world on fire. We are so excited that you can ignite your inner fire and you can begin the journey to restore the blazing fire of your future. Don't forget, our podcast drops on the second Wednesday of every month. And we really do want to hear from you, so please feel free to go to our social media page or you can contact us at our website, which is www.sparklightministry.com and then click on the connect button. And if you have been encouraged by our podcast, we ask that you subscribe and share with those around you. Now go out and set the world on fire.